Welcome to Adventures in Beer Selling, an interactive store time paired with your beverage of choice. sales manager told me in the past um, when I was working for a distributor to be a good salesperson you have to enjoy conflict not just be okay with conflict you need to enjoy it because uh, conflict is the root of negotiation right everybody you sell to has a reason why you shouldn't buy why they shouldn't spend their money with you so you have to convince them to spend and spend more um, so there's a conflict, a natural conflict there. And I think a lot of that, and what I'm going to give you is kind of a, a allegory to that in the story I'm about to tell. But before I even get into my beer story, let me tell you about the street I grew up on. So where I grew up, everybody had dogs. You know, we had creeks and forests and stuff. So everybody had dogs. We had three. We had a Cocker Spaniel. We had a Poodle. Poodle was kind of like our veteran. The Cocker Spaniel was kind of like my dog, catching, throw the ball, fetch, dog. And we had a pit bull, half pit bull, half chow, named Julius Caesar. And he was the one, if anybody grew up in the 80s and 90s, that was a dog that you tied up to the tree because nobody in the house could really fool with him. And then at night, you let him loose in the yard. And if anybody broke into your house or at least got to the yard, it was not going to be a good Christmas. But everybody in our neighborhood wasn't as responsible as we were with our guard dog and the baddest dog in the neighborhood was named Cece Cece was a mastiff this dog was like a monster picture the dog from Sandlot we would be outside playing football you know playing that front yard grass football we had this kind of like field kind of and Cece would get out and this monster would hit the streets bark at us and there was no fence stopping him, so everybody scattered. I mean, this whole idea of not running from an animal, that, that hadn't been invented yet. Everybody scattered. We were all gone. And football game, baseball game, if we were playing basketball, over. CC ran the street. He was a bully. He was Debo before Debo. And he was a dog. He was an animal. And we just had to wait till his owner got home to put him up but one day we were outside playing and all of that changed you see there's one special thing that hits the street that even CC he can't stop me from and that's the ice cream truck the ice cream truck hit the street this, we're playing football CC hits the street everybody scatters but I'm at a crossroads because I really wanted that Mississippi mud ice cream sandwich so I look at Cece he looks at me I look at the ice cream truck he barks he comes charging looking like a demon like them ears was pointing straight up like the devil himself and he had that red in his eye and he was coming at me and I was like dang 
all I could think of is I'm going to take this bite because I got to get this ice cream sandwich. And I was scared. I tried to stare him down. But what I did is I walked right past him towards the ice cream truck. And do you know what this dang dog did? CeCe looked at the ice cream truck. He looked at me. And he did nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I learned a valuable lesson. I didn't know what CC wanted. But I found out he didn't want me. And I wanted ice cream. And I put my wants over his. Well, I put my wants over his perceived. I didn't know what he wanted. After that, me and CeCe were cool. He'd get out of his thing. I would go put him up. He was still a biter because I did try to get on his back one time and he tried to bite me. But for the most part, never had an issue because CC just wanted the respect. He didn't really want to bite nobody. So fast forward to my career as an area sales manager. And remember from the earlier podcast, I told y'all that drivers call in all the time in the beer business. And sometimes you don't have anybody to fulfill that route. So... That means I got on that truck. And the one cool thing about getting out there and being out there, especially being in a lower income area where things can tend to get violent and there can be a lot of physical conflict, I had my boy Ray with me. He was the area sales manager right next to me. Ray was like 300 pounds, 6'1", 6'2", something like that. I'm not a very big fellow. I'm scrappy, but for the most part, don't count on me to win the fight. You know what I'm saying? But when I got Ray with me, I've always been that kind of guy. If I got that kind of guy with me, man, I ain't finna lose to nobody. We're taking no L's. So we're riding out there and we're hitting uh, one of my tougher streets and there's a store called Stopping In. So we pulled the truck kind of right across from the store. And like I got, like I told you guys earlier, when you're doing this, you got to have one guy in, one guy out. So one guy rolls the beer in, one guy stacks. I'm the smaller guy, but for some reason, Ray was like, I'll run the beer in. I can do it. I can get it going. So I stayed outside. I start down stacking. So you start taking cases off the truck. Remember, you got to lock the bays. You can't keep everything unlocked. I'm down stacking. And here comes this guy. And he's like mammoth size. I mean, he wasn't as big as Ray. Weight wise, but he was every bit of like 6'4. I mean, we're talking like 260, 270. Solid, man. Like, like he looked like he could play like tight end or something like that. Dude was dude was massive. And he starts approaching. And he's like, yo, I need a case off that truck. Now, even at this dude's size and considering where we were at, I didn't pay him no mind because people say that every day. Even if you were in the wealthiest, ritziest area, some 16-year-old kid's gonna be like, hey, I need something to fall off the truck. And I pay him no mind, because what you gonna do about it? No. So I pay him no mind, I laugh it off, and he gets a little closer. Ray comes in, he scoops up a stack of beer, he goes in, I down stack the next stack. He said, I don't think you heard me. Hey, little man, I need some, I need a case of beer off that truck. So, for small people, you have to negotiate right off the bat, right? And I said, hey, man, look, if you take a case of beer off the truck, that comes out of my check. He's like, oh, okay, 
Now that's your problem. I said, okay, let me break it to you another way. I'm not a rat. However, if you take a case of beer off this truck, that comes out of my check, which makes me have to rat on you, which makes the police have to come down here, which means you probably have priors, and then they're gonna take you to jail. I don't wanna send nobody to jail because I'm not really a rat. He says, in his eyes, I can just tell, you know when somebody's ready. Do you think I care about jail? Do, do you think that bothers me? I haven't been in jail before, it don't bother me. He inches a little bit closer. Ray comes in, he scoops a stack. Then he's gone again. Now, any person naturally can feel the tension building up, but Ray grabs a stack, goes in the store. So I'm like, once Ray comes back out here, he gotta stay, cause this is about to go down. So he's like, you gonna give me that case of beer or what? Ray comes back out. So I see I got my backup. I give Ray the look. So the next thing a small person has to do is they gotta stall for time. Cause I gotta figure out how I'm gonna hit him. So I took my watch off. I said, yeah, let's do this, man. Because uh, I'm not giving you no case of beer. What you wanna do? What's your move? This is me talking to him. So he gets a little closer. So I get my watch, I put my watch in my pocket. You know, I'm strapping up, I'm maybe I tie my shoes a little bit, you know, <laughs> I'm giving him as much time to rethink his decision. And I look at Ray, this jackass turns around, scoops a stack and goes back in the store. Now I got this big 6'4 clown damn near over on top of me, looking down on me. He looks at the back of Ray's head as he's walking away. Ray goes into the store, closes the door. <laughs> and here I am, ready to fight without my, without my not-so-secret weapon. He gets in my face. I'm just watching the door as it slowly closes behind Ray. I'm like, he, I, I, I hope he's coming back out here with a bat or something. The door closes. Nothing happens. You can see the tumbleweeds rolling down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're in, we're in um, a Western movie. And he's like, so, uh, what you, what were you saying? <laughs> I mean, what's your move? You ain't got your backup now. <laughs> I kind of grin, squeeze my fist tight. And I said, well, <laughs> I done talked too much shit not to fight now. What you want to do? Do you know what this guy did? And in my heart, I'm like, please, man. He starts laughing. Oh, man. He's rolling. He said, big man, did you dirty? I was just playing with you, little man. I, I don't want no beer from you. I don't want nothing from you, man. You cool. You cool. Daps me up. Walks off. You know I cussed Ray's big ass out when he cut when he came outside to scoop another stack. I'm like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, I didn't know anything was. You know your fat ass knew what something was going on. I ain't trying to big shame nobody, but damn, you supposed to be in the trenches. But you know, again, similar to CC, similar to. Any other challenge in life, 
you gotta attack a bully. You gotta know what they want. He said he wanted a case of beer. He didn't want a case of beer. He wanted to see who he was dealing with. When he realized what he was, might come up against, nobody wants to get hit. So y'all like and subscribe, listen to the podcast, listen to more stories like this, and check out Adventures in Beer Selling.